Yeah. Good morning. <coughs> Welcome to Oasis this morning. It's my joy and privilege to be able to share with you from the Word of God. And my subject this morning is I'll stand by you. We've been going through Hebrews and uh, I had the privilege of starting this uh, series with We Are Family. And this morning I'm dealing with the, the uh, verse 16 and the subject is I'll stand by you. Let me read you verse 16 from Hebrews 13. The verse uh, <coughs> in the... Um, in the New English or the New uh, King James Version says this. Um, if I can find Hebrews 13, sorry. Verse 16. But do not forget to do good, to share for, uh, and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. The Passion Translation says this. We will show mercy to the poor, not miss an opportunity to do acts of kindness for others, for these are the sacrifices that delight God's heart. And then just one other rendering I'll bring to you. The Living Bible says it this way. Don't forget to do good and share what you have with those in need, because such sacrifices are very pleasing to God. So that's the subject this morning. And I want to just talk to you for a little while about the, 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 the phrase, I'll stand by you. Why are we challenged to do this? Why does the writer to the Hebrews challenge us to do this? Well, I just want to point out to, to us this morning why we should follow that scripture and why we should um, show mercy and kindness and stand by others. We've never been in a time in our nation or indeed in the world where so many people need somebody to stand by them. I'm sure this morning it's easier to find somebody that needs a friend, that needs encouragement, that needs somebody to stand with them than it has ever been. But why are we burdened to do that? Why are we passionate to do that? Well, first of all, uh, because Jesus, uh, when we made a commitment to Jesus Christ, the first thing that, uh, that became our passion was to be like him. Um, we want to be like Jesus. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. Now, that didn't mean it was going to be all hard work. It meant we were going to be committed to be his disciple and his follower. And uh, so our goal is to be like Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote, didn't he, when he was talking to his people uh, in his day, he said, uh, follow me. Be, be uh, I'm an example to you like Christ is an example to me. And so our passion and our desire is to be like Jesus. What was Jesus' first commitment? Well, in Philippians 2 and verse 7, Paul says this uh, relating to Jesus. He said, Jesus made himself uh, of no reputation and took on the role of a servant uh, and then again in Philippians 1 
um, Paul starts in verse 1 where he says this. He says, Paul and Timothy, both of us servants of Jesus, the anointed one. Now, what does, what does that mean? So there's a difference between being a servant and being a slave. And uh, being a servant uh, here in, in Hebrews is described as a sacrifice. Now that doesn't mean we've got to grit our teeth and, uh, and we've got to do this because it's part of our Christian commitment. No, it means that if we want to be like Jesus uh, and we want to, we want to uh, be a replica of what he is and what he was when he was on earth, we want to serve others. We want to give to others. Jesus himself said he came to serve uh, he came to serve, not to be served. And in actual fact, when he was, um, when he was talking to his disciples, um, you know, they said to him, who's, who's, great in, who's greatest in the kingdom? And uh, they were sitting at the table. And Jesus said, no, no, listen, we did not come to be great in the kingdom. He said, I came to serve. And so we, we are encouraged to be those that will be like Jesus and stand by others. And Jesus, throughout his earthly ministry, he exampled that, didn't he? He made it absolutely clear. It didn't matter whether it was a, a funeral service that was coming along the road with a woman weeping because she'd lost her son. When he, he stepped in, he said, these people need somebody. He stepped in. Why are you crying? My son has died. Stop the funeral service. And he raised her son back to life. When somebody came to him with a need, he met the need and he stood by them. His words to his followers always have been, and to us, uh, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That's why we want to be like Jesus. And we want to, we want to be replicas of that to those around us. In Galatians 5 and, uh, and verse 13, again the Apostle Paul says this, You are called to freedom. Don't abuse it, but through love serve one another. Stand by one another. Jesus in Luke 22, the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest, which I mentioned just now. And Jesus said this, he said, who is the greater, the one that sits at the table or the one who serves? He was using the local context to explain to them. He said, surely, isn't it the one that sits at the table that's the greatest, that's the more important? Yeah, they said, that's right. And then he said this, but I have come among you, I have come among you as the one who serves. Jesus is committed to stand by us. And he asks us to be committed to stand with others. Now, how do we go about that? The Passion, by the way, the version of the Passion of that verse says, I will never leave you alone, never, and I will not loosen my grip on your life. That's what Jesus says to us when we make a commitment to, to follow him. And it's not 
the servant, it's not the servant role in the form of doing exactly what you're told and uh, bending the knee to your master. No, it, it's not like that at all. You see, when we become, when we become followers of Jesus Christ, uh, who is the king, we become part of his kingdom. And he says this, I don't, I don't call you servants, I call you friends. And he tells us in his word that when we become followers of him, we become children. We become his children, children of God and heirs with God, which is absolutely different to being a slave or to being a servant in the sense that we know. Well, where do we start this? Well, it's very clear in scripture where we start and again Paul he's he's great Paul in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10 he says this it, it, it love begins at home we have a phrase don't we that love begins at home well that's a biblical principle because in Galatians 6 he says this take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others especially to brothers and sisters in the family of God. So you see, our action begins at home. And then, of course, Jesus made it absolutely clear that it doesn't only stay at home, but he says in Mark 12, verse 20, him speaking, he says about, they say, well, about the commandments. He said, well, the, the first commandment is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then he went on to say, the second commandment is just like it. And the second commandment is, you shall love your neighbour as you do yourself. And then he said, there is no greater commandment than these. So you see, if we want to be like Jesus... We've got to stand by one another in the family of God. We've got to stand by our neighbours. We've got to stand with those who are outside of the kingdom so that we might see them come into the kingdom. And you know, this morning, there is, um, there, there is an absolute uh, passion in my heart for us to, to pursue being more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to do the things that he did. I want to ful fulfill what he promised I would be able to fulfill as a follower of him. And this morning I want to ask you, do you need somebody to stand by you? Because if you do, Jesus will stand by you. If you make a commitment to him and want to become part of the family of God, his promise is, I will never, ever leave you and never forsake you. And this morning, Jesus is on hand to stand by you and to stand by me. We as the family of God in Oasis Church, we are on hand if you need a friend, if you need someone to encourage you, if you need someone to stand with you, uh, we are here and that's what we want to do. I want to challenge believers this morning in the body of Christ. Who are we standing by? Can I ask this week, can we just sen uh, 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 sensitively 
Ask the Holy Spirit, will you lead me to somebody today that needs somebody to stand with them, somebody to encourage them? And I tell you, the Holy Spirit will point somebody out, somebody in our street who you haven't seen outside for a long, long time. Are they all right? Well, there's no reason why you can't give a phone call or just knock and stand down with your mask. Are you all right? I've been worried about you. There are people who desperately need somebody to stand with them this morning. I want to just give you a couple of illustrations. Um, one of Jesus fulfilling his promise to stand by his people. I want to just tell you, I, on Friday, I, um, I, I, Friday evening, I, was, I had a space between the work I was doing, and uh, I watched a video and I listened to a testimony. And this was a testimony of a family that met Jesus a long time ago, and they knew and understood the commitment that he, set, that he made when he said, I'll never leave you and never forsake you. This were a family of Americans. There was mum, there was dad, there was an 18-year-old daughter, there was a 12-year-old boy, and there was a younger child. And it was there, uh, and they had, a, they had another family, the sisters, the, the mother's sister and husband. And every July 4th, they used to meet together. As long as they could remember since they'd had their children, they used to meet together and uh, spend the day on the beach. And this particular, which I think might have been last year, this, this is recent, uh, this particular July 4th, they were all on the beach having a wonderful time. And this family, this particular family, they were in the water, they were throwing a ball about, they were, they were enjoying a lot of fun. And uh, Dad suddenly noticed, hey, hey, where, I can't remember the boy's name, where's so-and-so? Oh, don't know, don't know. Uh, the 12-year-old boy, they couldn't find him anywhere, and then they saw him, him floating in the water face down. Obviously, panic and uh, frustration. Dad picked the boy up, and he ran him to the beach, and he was totally blue, not breathing, and uh, they laid him on the sand. They checked, for a, uh, they checked for a pulse, got no pulse. They started CPR immediately. Two nurses that were on the beach came over and they said, let, let us do that for you. We're medical people. And uh, they started CPR and, this had, uh, and they called the emergency services. And uh, after a long, long time, the nurses said there's, there's really nothing. Well, we'll keep CPR going until the, until the medics arrive, but he is dead and there is nothing we can do and he's been, he's been dead for so long. So the oldest daughter, the 18-year-old, she, she stood up, everybody's around her brother, and she just lifted her hands to heaven and she began to sing. You know, we sing that song here in Oasis, um, I Raise a Hallelujah. And the chorus of that song is, um, 
I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. And her mother shouted, sing it louder. And so the girl began to sing it again and she sang it louder and louder. And as she came to the part where the, in, in the chorus where it says, uh, death is defeated, the king is alive. Her brother began to breathe. Her brother began to breathe. And uh, he rallied. And uh, they turned him over to make sure they could try and get the, get the water out of his lungs. The medics arrived and they took him to hospital. When he got to hospital, the surgeon said, hey, don't get too excited. Uh, he's not out of the woods yet. He's, he, the salt water in his lungs uh, is bad enough and he may well have brain damage. So they said, no, we, we're not having that. He was dead. And now he's alive. So uh, he said, well, I, I must warn you, you know, don't get too excited yet. They said, we are going to pray. So the girls started worshipping. Mum and dad started worshipping and they started praying. And the surgeon said, well, I'll join you. And he started worshipping. And uh, the little boy, the, the medics attending to the boy, putting equipment around him. And uh, while they're worshipping, and praising Jesus and calling upon the power of the blood of Jesus, the boy opens his eyes and he said, what's all the noise going on here? You see, when the king is alive and our king is alive, he brings life. He brings life. And it's impossible for nothing to happen where the king is. The king is only interested in his subjects and he's interested in blessing his subjects doing good for his subjects you know God wants to bless me God wants to bless you so this morning maybe you're in need you're listening and uh, you're in need and you could do with a, 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 a re-confirmation that the king is on your side I want to tell you the king is alive. King Jesus is alive and he's, he's alive this morning. And I absolutely believe with all my heart that uh, I'm going to pray in just a moment or two. And wherever you are, whatever you are doing, if you have a need and you need Jesus to come alongside you right now, I want to tell you, I believe that's what he's going. Do you know why? Because the Bible says uh, uh, to me as a servant of God, if I preach the word, he will confirm it with signs and wonders. So either he's a liar or he's going to meet you this morning, wherever you are. Do you need uh, someone to touch you this morning? The only one that can touch you is Jesus if you are in desperate need. And this morning, I believe as we pray, he will come alongside you and he'll say, I promised I'll stand by you. And when I stand by you, you have available to you everything that I have. 
Isn't that wonderful? I'll stand by you. Let me, to the body of Christ, let me just give you another illustration before I pray of how important it is for us to stand by people and how effective it can be. 20-something years ago, I have a friend, I have a good friend, and uh, 20-something years ago, three, maybe four years ago, uh, he, he made a big mistake. A very big mistake. And he shouldn't have made it, you know, and uh, it was a very sad and dark time. And uh, as he'd made this mistake, I'm not going into a lot of detail, but uh, as he'd made this mistake, all the people that were around him, that he thought loved him and were his friends, they railed on him and they said, you should never have done that. Things will never ever be the same again. And uh, it caused him to go into a very, very dark place. And uh, I tried to contact him and he wouldn't talk to me he wouldn't even answer the phone so I'd contact his wife or his daughter and say no he doesn't want to talk to anybody and I thought he's my friend what, what's going on so one day uh, during this time one day I was praying for him and uh, I, did, I didn't know what to do but the Holy Spirit just witnessed to me and uh, I thought, I'll send him a text. I'll send him a text. So I just sent a text, dear friend. I want you to know I'm thinking about you. I don't love you any less because of what's happened. I'm still your friend and I will stand by you. That's, that's all I did in the text. I'll stand by you. Well... It wasn't long before he contacted me. We started meeting. We used to meet up for half a day every week. And, and over a period of time, that man recovered. He sorted, it, sorted things out with God and he began to rise and he began to rise. And, and he, he, he came back greater than he'd ever been before. And I, I did not know this, but um, it came to the time when I lost my mum and he conducted my mum's funeral. And um, during the funeral service, he said something quite strange. He was talking about my mum and he said, I, you know, he said, I thank God that she was such a praying woman and so on. And he said, I, I've never ceased thanking God for this family. He said, if, if it were not for this family, I would not be here today. He never said any more. So uh, afterwards I said to him, what was that all about? Because he's a friend. Well, he said, I never told you. But he said, you know the text that you sent to me? I said, yeah. He said, I, I, I want to tell you. He said, if that text had come five minutes later, I would not be here. That's, that's all I'm going to say because of, of who, who might be listening. He said, if that text, you see, it, nothing to do with me. 
It's to do with the principle of trying to be like Jesus. That word came, I'll stand by you, and it changed his mind from where he was going to where he could go. And today, he's flourishing, he's, he's in ministry, and I'll stand by you. That's why we need to be like Jesus. I'm going to pray now. So first of all, if you need Jesus to come alongside you this morning, whatever it is, it might be sickness, it might be finance, it might be depression, it might be, uh, it might be being freaked out by lockdown. It does not matter. Jesus has got the answer. And the king is alive. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, thank you. Because Jesus is alive. Thank you, Jesus, that you are in control and you are on the throne. And I want to pray right now for these people that are listening to this broadcast. Lord, those that are struggling. If it is sickness... I pray this morning in the name of Jesus against all sickness. I pray that, that joints, joints will be loosed. I pray that blood disorders will be healed. I pray in the name of Jesus that depression will be lifted. I pray against fear that fear will go in the name of Jesus. I pray that peace will be released from the throne room of heaven and flow through those, those who need to know your peace right now. Jesus, will you just heal those that need healing? Just provide for those that need providing for. You know, I, I can just see somebody this morning who, during this past week, you have said, I am just so petrified about so-and-so and so-and-so. I want to tell you, Jesus wants to set you free this morning. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke fear and command you to leave. And I release the peace of God into you right now in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I want to pray for the body of Christ. I want to pray for us that are seeking to be followers of you. Lord, will you help us to be those that will stand by others, those that will be light in the darkness, those that will bring peace to the troubled waters, those that will speak encouragement where there is discouragement. People of God this morning, let's arise, let's step up and let us begin to be more like Jesus and let us spread the good news that the King is alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. And if you need any help or any encouragement from us at Oasis, please communicate with us and we will be there to help you. Thank you.